Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, 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 what's up? It's your girl, Autumn Miles, back with you again. Again, it's like Groundhog Day every day. I am so thankful that you guys are joining us today. Shout out to all the moms in the carpool line right now. Love you guys. And dads in the carpool line right now. Love y'all so much. Also, big shout out to our podcast listeners. Y'all downloading this thing like crazy left and right. We love, 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 love our podcast listeners so much. Thank you for your support. Make sure y'all subscribe too over there. Um, those of you radio listeners, if you're not able to catch the show every day, we do podcast a couple shows a week on the Autumn Miles podcast, which is now available on Spotify. So congratulations to our team because I didn't have anything to do with that. They did it all. <laughs> they are amazing. They're amazing. I want to talk to you guys about Samson again today. Yesterday, we talked about how thinking can ruin your life when it comes to Samson. Today, we are going to talk about this. Watch what is trying to take your great strength. Now, like I said yesterday, I kind of became obsessed with Samson last summer. I study his life a lot. I love character studies. I think they're so interesting. There's so much that you can glean from one of these major people in scripture. But as I said yesterday, I like the scandalous ones a lot, like wrote a book about Rahab. <laughs> I don't know, uh, just because I definitely found myself in her. But Samson has also always intrigued me. And so I have studied his life as well. But I want to put this out to you today. Let me ask you this. Do Are you sitting in your car right now completely exhausted? Are you sitting in your car right now feeling weak? Are you listening and you feel just a weariness, a tiredness about you? Then the show is for you. Last year, I went through a season of this, of just feeling overwhelmingly exhausted. <laughs> all the time. And this really ministered to me as I was studying um, through Samson's life. And I realized that there was someone or something out for my great strength. Who wants you to feel weak and tired and weary 24-7? The enemy. Because if you're sharp, rested, ready to go, he knows that you are a supreme threat to his kingdom. And I wonder sometimes if, um, you know, God, Satan can't make a sin with his temptation. He will often make us tired, tire us out. Because when an opportunity of great effective service comes to us, we're too weary to say yes, because we're, our, our schedules are so incredibly full with, you know, Maria's pizza party birthday for, you know, your one-year-old, um, you know, or, or violin lessons or piano lessons, or maybe you're the president of the PTA and you have to go to six meetings this week. I don't know what it is, but if Satan can get us weary, he can steal the most incredible threat that there is to his kingdom, you guys. And may I submit to you today that it is working. 
it is working. We have a Christian culture today that is tired. They love the Lord. I mean, oh my goodness, do we love the Lord? We love the Lord, right? But we're so tired, not necessarily with church things, although that is something that will wear you out in 2.5 seconds. We're so tired because we have allowed so many things in our life that has um, crowded our lives, have crowded out time, even for time with the Lord, that we can't seem to feed ourselves enough because we've got to go to yoga. Now, I love yoga, but listen, God's word is more important than yoga. We have allowed so many scheduled things in our lives that it is taking away the great strength, the great sharpness, the great um, uh, ability that we have when we are walking confidently in the spirit of God. And it's not because we're, 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 we're involved in some deep, great sin. It's just because we have allowed ourselves to be stretched so thin that we're tired. I wonder if that's you today, man. Let me tell you, you can stop today and you can recognize and realize what is slowly stealing your vitality for the kingdom. And oftentimes it's in very small, small things. We've made a God out of being busy. And listen, I have four kids. I know what busy's like. I have four kids and I have four full-time jobs. I know what busy's like. I was asked a conference and I'm going to get into my text in just a second and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll ease it up on you guys. But I've been asked, uh, I was asked at a conference this weekend, um, but I was also asked, I have been asked uh, multiple times um, through different, different radio shows that I've done for my books and you know, whatever, whatever. How do you stay filled up? How do you stay filled up? in order to pour out. And I'm not saying this because I'm spiritual and I feel like I need to tell everybody this. I'm saying this because I am completely desperate and I know where my life would be without the word of God. I am super cranky without the word of God and without prayer. I lose my filter of grace without the word of God and without prayer. Um, I, I, I become impatient. I mean, I don't even like who I am without the Lord involved in my life. Every day you ever look at yourself and say, man, I don't even like that person you're not talking about anyone else you're talking about yourself that is how I am without the the Lord of uh, without the word of God without prayer in my life and so I get up early every single morning every single morning do I want to get up early no I don't I love my bed we've got my pillows at my house and they are like the most comfortable thing ever (laughs) hey we should get my pillow as a sponsor don't you think (laughs) anyways um I don't want to get up I love my bed it's amazing But I also understand if I don't, I will operate in my day trying to fight for the Lord, trying to, out of a place of weakness, rather than the strength that is offered during those early morning hours to me. Let me tell you about Samson today, you guys. 
You can open up the Bible if you have it. If not, you probably don't. Um, Just listen along because I'm going to read it straight from God's word in Judges 16. Now, if you're a good um, person that went to Bible school when you were little, you have heard this story. Hopefully I'll put a little different twist on it. I want you to listen to 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 the word of God and let them speak to you. Judges 16, verse 16 is where we are going. Actually, no, we're not start starting there. I don't want to start there. We're going to start in verse 4. 16.4. After this, it came about that Samson loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The Lord of the Philistines came to her and said, entice him and see where his great strength lies and how we may overpower him that we may bind him to afflict him then we will give you check this out you guys how much they're going to give her 1100 pieces of silver I mean, she could go buy a biblical Bentley. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this woman was going to be a high roller after they paid her for all she had to do was find out where the strength lies. I mean, she immediately became more allegiant to uh, the, these the lords of the Philistines than to her own man. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength is and how you may be bound to afflict you. It's very interesting to me that like if Eddie came in and said, please tell me where your great strength lies and how you may be bound. I'd be like, what, what What are you talking to? I was like, weird, but she was super bold. She must, he must have been all into her. Do you know what I'm saying, Dan? Like he was like, man, this girl, she's what's up. Like she's a hottie. She, she must, he must have felt like that because she felt so bold to go in and, and just plainly say, where's your great strength? I want to know it. Samson said to her, if they bind me, totally lied, like great relationship. Uh, if they bind me with seven fresh cords that have not been dried, then I will become weak and be like any other man. Verse eight, then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh cords that had not been dried and she bound him with them. Now. She had been lying in wait in, in, in the inner room. And she said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he snapped the cords as a string of toe snaps when it touches fire. So his strength was not discovered. Then Delilah said to Samson, behold, you have deceived me and told me lies. Now, please tell me how you may be bound. He said to her, if they bind me tightly with new ropes, which have not been used. So Delilah took new ropes and bound him. And then again, she cried out, the Philistines are upon you, Samson, for the men were lying in wait in the upper room, but he snapped the ropes with his hands like a thread. Then Delilah said to Samson, we're still trucking along in Judges 16 over here, y'all. Then Delilah said to Samson, up to Now you have deceived me and told me lies. Tell me how you may be bound. And he said to her, if you weave seven locks. So guess what she did? She weaved the locks in her hair. And when she said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Guess what? He woke up from his sleep, 
pulled out the pen of loom and the web and he was ready to go. Now, this is very interesting. You would think for 2.5 seconds that Samson would be on to Delilah and he would realize that his super cute woman um, was trying to get him. But yet he allowed her in his life. He allowed her to keep coming at him and to ask her all, him all of these questions, even though her mission was to steal his great strength. How many of us in our lives, um, we know that something is taking our strength. We know that something is making us more busy. We know that that relationship with that man or woman, or maybe even a friend is stealing our strength from us, but we don't stop it, separate ourselves from it and move on with our lives. It is, it is fascinating to me that a man who was anointed by the Lord and that even had this great strength allowed something that was desperately trying to take his weakness from him uh, 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 every single day in his life. That'll preach. How often are we our own worst enemies because we are allowing someone in our life that is toxic or something or something or something? What could Samson have been doing for the Lord if it wasn't for Delilah? Not only was she uh, uh, um, distracting him, but she had outed herself as an ally of the enemy. And yet there he sat with her. What is it in your life? What is it? You are strong, but you could be so much stronger. If you didn't allow this thing or person in your life, what is trying to take your great strength? What is it? What is it? What is it? Verse 15 says this. Then she said to him, now, this is just manipulation at its finest. Like Delilah, she was after those 1,100 pieces of silver. She was after her biblical Bentley, let me tell you. Then she said to him, how can you say to me, I love you when your heart is not with me. Now, this is the thing right here. Samson knew, he knew that he was anointed by God. He knew that the spirit of the living God was on, on him, was, was, uh, was, uh, was, uh, had anointed him as a physical weapon for the Philistines. He knew that he knew that, um, he's, he had seen what he had done. Um, he had seen the, the strength that he even had and yet a human came in and said, if you loved me, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? Now, this is the thing right here. Samson's heart was compromised in this moment 
because he let the the manipulation of this woman that was trying to steal his strength. He let his emotion for this woman that was trying to steal his strength usurp and overpower the allegiance that he should have had to the Lord. She was manipulating him. She was twisting the word. She was twisting his emotions and it worked. And how often in our lives does something come in? It lies to us. It says, if you only loved me, you would do this. If you only love, oh my goodness, for moms out there, if you only loved your kids, you would have them in 754 sports because you never know what they could do. All the while, you're the cab that's taking them back and forth to these sports and you're getting depleted and you're absolutely exhausted when guess what? God is going to control their future. It's not really that much up to um, how many sports that they're involved in. We are wearing ourselves out. We are wearing ourselves down because we are allowing things to come in and we're forgetting that our allegiance is to the Lord and not to what we think the uh, culture demands for us. Does that make sense to you? Does that under, I know, I know it does. I know it absolutely does. There are things that are telling us if you only loved, you would do. And if you did, it would steal your allegiance from the one that has already anointed you with great strength. That's good. She continues, you have deceived me these three times and have not told me where your great strength is. It came about when she pressed him, man, Samson was the sucker for these women. When she pressed him daily, daily with her words and urged him that his soul was annoyed to death. That's in the scripture. He was so annoyed. He was annoyed to death. I love that. God left that in there. But she pressed him daily with her words, daily pressed daily mom out there that's struggling with mom guilt you are pressed daily pressed daily I have to give my kids the Under Armour I have to give my kids the new J's I have to give my kids the AirPods I have to do it because that's how I'm a good parent and you're working yourself to the bone and you're working three jobs just to provide for your kids and it is stealing your great strength because you could be so much more of a warrior for the Lord if you just said you know what no J's this month Satan is after our great strength. He might not make you sin and be involved in some continuous sin, but he will steal it whatever way you will give it. He'll take it whatever way you'll give it. He'll take it whatever way he can get it. And he's crafty and he's patient. And he'll work for his kingdom in you. It came about after he was annoyed to death that he told her all that was in his heart. A razor has never come on my head for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will leave me. And I will become weak like any other man. When Delilah saw that he told her all that was in his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines saying, come up once more, for he's told me all that is in his heart. I got him. I got him. He will thus from, from, from this time forth, 
he will be deemed weak. I got him. He gave it to me. He gave me what I was begging him for. I wore him down. I got it. So guess what? She made him sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his hair. Then she began to afflict him and his strength left him. She said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from a sleep and says, I will go out as at other times and shake myself free. But, and this is the most tragic verse in the Bible. You guys listen here. He, he, he thought it would be just like every other time where he could, he could be able to um, um, be a threat to the enemy. I will go out and I will face them. But Oh my goodness, I just lost my place. He did not know, verse 20, that the Lord had departed from him. He did not know that the Lord had departed from him. But he didn't know that the Lord had departed from him. He didn't know. He didn't know. He was unaware that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes, and they brought him down to Gaza and bound him with a bronze chain, and he was a grinder in prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it was shaved off. Let me tell you something. The Philistines were never seeking his life. They were seeking his strength. Even after they captured him, they didn't kill him. He was a grinder. He was a grinder in prison. I don't know what that means. Probably grinding out grain or grinding out whatever to make some sort of energy to create bricks. He was a grinder. They didn't kill him. They gouged out his eyes. And they took his strength. Lots of times Satan, I don't think, is after our lives. I mean, he knows that life and death are in God holds the kingdom. God holds the keys to life and death. He knows. He understands. But because he can't control that, he takes our strength. Most of the time, that's how he gets us. Not after your life, I don't think. He may be. I'm sure if um, God would give him the authority, he would take it, but he can't. But he is after your strength. He wants you to be bound. He wants you to be stressed. He wants you to be exhausted. He wants you to snap at your husband or wife. He wants you to scream at your kids because you're so tired, because you're just walking on thin ice. And I want to tell you today, today's the day to stop that. Last year when I was going through this myself, um, I, I um, felt very strongly that the Lord was telling me it's time to say no. It's time to say no. Some of these things, um, and, and I'll leave those two between me and God, what I needed to say no to. But some of these things that had um, really taken my strength, some relationships that had taken my strength. 
um, some just physical activity that had taken my strength, um, some traveling that had taken my strength. Um, he said, it's time to put a stop to that. Because I want to use you here. And I can't use you here. Exhausted. And I wonder today if that's you. I know it is. I feel the spirit of God on this show today. It's time for you and God to sit down together and to figure out what you need to say no to. Let me tell you something. I even incorporated this with my own children. They don't like it when we say no, but let me tell you, I am looking at a great strength that I am protecting in myself and in them when we say no. And guess what? They're healthy and they're thriving and they don't know the difference. They don't take violin. They're not even musically inclined. (laughs) They don't even know the difference. But as my job as a mom, it's to protect their great strength and mine as well. So maybe that's it for you. You've just got to say no. Let me pray for you. I know I'm out of time. I'm going to pray really short, Lord. We read this story of Samson and we think, how could he? But so often right now, Lord, in the Christian community, it's us. Forgive us. Forgive me. Forgive us, Lord. As we let relationships drain us and don't just cut them off. Might be the hard thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. We let things drain us and we don't say no. Might be the hard thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. Forgive us, Lord. And just like Samson, his hair grew back and he was able to pull the pillars and um, totally kill all those Philistines at the end of his life, Lord, I pray that you would give us our strength back. We love you. We need you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Love y'all. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Isle Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.